Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode. I am your host, Brianna Christel. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in on another week, another Wednesday with your girl. <laughs> so I appreciate you being here when you can be on anybody else's podcast. So we appreciate you. Um, I honestly don't even want to spend that much time setting this episode up because it was such an amazing conversation that I had with um, one of my friends from social media, Sabine. And we talk about embracing your sexiness as a Christian woman, as a single Christian woman, but also as a married Christian woman. And so honestly, it was a great conversation. I think in the church, we don't talk about sexiness at all, and we don't talk about sex enough. And so I was really excited to have this conversation with Sabine. So without further ado, let's get right to it, y'all. Welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I already told you guys I have a very special guest who I'm super excited of what we're going to talk about today. Spoiler alert, and you probably you guys probably already realize it from the title of this episode, but we are talking about sex and sexiness as a Christian woman. So I'm really excited about this topic. And my guest today is Sabine. Say woo woo, shout out to the people. <laughs> so Sabine, I... I honestly can't remember when our paths crossed, but I know that it was, yeah. do you, it's been so, <laughs> me either. I feel like I've made so many friends uh, via social media, but it was one year where I had gone to the Pinky Promise Conference in Atlanta. And I think you were either on like the volunteer group or something like that. And I remember like seeing you and following you. And I don't even know if we ever spoke in person. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We never really spoke in person, but like, obviously I've been following you for like five or six years and vice versa. And we've become like social media friends and always hyping each other up and talking to each other. So super excited to like actually have a real conversation with you outside of Instagram. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. Yes. And Sabine, so it's really important. So not only is Sabine one of my friends from social media, but she's also a Christian woman and she, her and her husband have been married for two and a half years. And so uh, and I'll kind of get into the background of why I wanted to invite you onto this podcast. So, and why I'm even talking about this topic and why I'm passionate about it. Um, so most of my followers know that I am a virgin, 27 years old, waiting until marriage to have sex. And a couple of months ago, I was having a conversation with another friend of mine who is um, 30 and she is waiting as well. And we were talking about like, oh my goodness, like I hope when Bay comes, like I know how to turn the sexiness on because, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, obviously I haven't used any of these skills. So I hope that, um, you know, I have these skills. And so it was a really funny conversation. I'm like, wow, like I'm sure other women, other Christian women probably feel this way. And so as I was thinking about that, um, I happened to see that you were promoting a clubhouse room that you co-host or co-lead about um, Christian women having good sex. And I was like, what is this? Oh, my gosh, I want to tune in. <laughs> and so I would love you to talk a little bit about that room, why you started it and just tell, you know, tell my listeners a little bit of background about that. Yeah. So Diana Taylor, who is an amazing woman, she started 
a group called Conditioning the Crown, and it's a wives group where um, I've been in a lot of wives groups, especially Christian wives groups, and it feels like you can't really um, be yourself. You can't mm. laugh. You can't make sexual jokes. But like her group, I don't know if she's anointed, whatever. <laughs> um, but she really opens up the room or opens up this Facebook group for us to really just chat. And so she started um, having clubhouse chats on Mondays. And um, the week before we did the sex talk, we were just, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I had challenged all of the women to go buy lingerie that they would never buy. Yes. We're going to talk about it. So Diana was like, okay, well then that means next week we're going to talk about sex. And so we're just talking about having just good sex in marriage. What does that look, well, what does that look like for each individual person and how to find out Mm -hmm. and then how to find like your own sexiness. And so I was so happy that you got on as a single person to say like, I also want to be sexy in singleness. It's not just about like literally um, seducing someone. It's just about like that inner feminine sexiness. So it was really interesting. And um, the conversations just have been challenging the women to like go beyond their comfort zone, not their, not, well, I guess comfort zone in a, in a weird type of way, right? Not just what like, um, so they're not uncomfortable, but just so that they can branch out and find out what else that they like or what else they like to do or things like that. So not being afraid to try new things. Right, exactly. So I love that. And so first of all, I did not know that it was a group for married women. So I was in there like listening. I'm like, oh, shoot, am I supposed to be in here? It did not matter. We loved it. Well, I absolutely love being a part of it. And for me, hearing Christian women, because obviously it's a, a group for Christian married women, hearing you guys talk about like wanting to have good sex and making sure that you have an orgasm each time and like all that stuff. I was like, I've never heard these conversations happen in a Christian circle. And I think that's so important that they do because I think that's half of what is wrong with how the church teaches about sex. They make sex a worldly thing and sexiness and all of that stuff. And so you think that it doesn't apply to you or that you don't know how to lean into that as a Christian woman. So I was like, yes, ladies, this is amazing. And so I, so another reason why I I wanted to talk to a married person about this is because I had read an article a couple years back that was floating around the internet about, she was from a Christian woman that basically said she waited until marriage to have sex and she regretted it. Do you remember that? Did you, did you ever read that article? Okay, so basically, you know the gist of it. So for my listeners who don't know about this article, I think it was about like 2015, 2016. And it was a Christian woman who, like I said, waited till marriage to have sex. And she was talking about how much she regretted it because she could not turn her brain from like all the religious bad things that she learned about sex. Like you don't have sex and, you know, you wait till marriage and sex is a bad thing. It's so demonized. And then when she got married, she's like, I don't even know how to become a sexual being. I feel so much shame, even though I'm having sex with my husband. And I have another friend who shared with me that that was her experience when she got married. And I'm like, why aren't we talking about this? And so I would love to know, if you, you know, if you're comfortable sharing like what that journey was like for you being somebody that was like, okay, we not doing this to, all right, let's go green light. Like, how was that for you? You know what I, because I'm so open about like married women having great sex. I think I don't get to talk about this enough. Yay. So like when, when my husband and I, Jordan, we were dating, 
Um, we talked about sex. I mean, we were just open talking about sex. He was a virgin. I wasn't. Um, but I hadn't had sex in ooh, probably about like 10 years. Wow. Right. And so, of course, you know, temptation is real. And we got close sometimes and we mm-hmm. had to reel it back. <laughs> but we were very open after we got engaged about intentionally talking about sex. I think what happens, Christian women, we intentionally talk about like, like, excuse me, how we want our um, biblical life to look with that person, right? How do we want to worship with them? Um, How often do we want to read the Bible? How often do we want to pray? We look at, you know, how are we going to raise our kids? What are our finances going to be like? What church are we going to go to? We look at all this stuff. What house are we going to buy? But we never talk about sex because like you said, Brianna, I mean, it gets, it's like this taboo thing that you should not talk about until you get married. Yeah. So by then you're overwhelmed because you're like, oh shoot, I'm supposed to just turn this on and be sexy and yep. be like a lap dance. No. <laughs> so we we talk so much about just like what we thought, right? Mm-hmm. Because my husband being a virgin, he had never, he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, me being with other guys when I was younger, I still had a cutoff point because I was Christian, but I wasn't pure at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I still had a cutoff point. Like, I don't want to do this thing because I want to keep it to a marriage, right? So mm-hmm. we just had just different conversations of like, how open are we going to be to talk to each other, mm-hmm. right? Like, how much conversation are we going to have about sex? Yeah. Are you okay if I tell you that I didn't like that? Ooh. Right? Um, I want to try this. I want to try that. And it's not even about... I get it, like, you know, pornography and all of that, and everyone has their convictions about that, 100% understand, but, like, there's different things, like, music videos that we watched, and TV shows we watched, and we're like, oh, I want to try that, like, kiss me on the leg, touch me on the waist, like, those type of things, right? And so we talked about it a lot. Here's the problem. <laughs> Let's be open. When we went to our honeymoon, we went on a cruise ship, we were, I mean, y'all, we were, like, turned. Okay, turn. Yes. (laughs) But when we got home, because you know, it's like, it's your honeymoon. Nobody knows you wherever you're going. You're sexy. You're this, you're that. But when we got home, it was like something reverted back. And I remember clear as day, I was in the kitchen cooking food. It was like the first week we got back. My husband was sitting in the dining room and I just started crying. And he's like, what is wrong? And I was like, I feel dirty because we're having sex. And oh my gosh. And I was just like, I don't know what happened. All of the preconception of what I thought, like I was going to be this sexy girl and all that, it just went out the window. And we had a real conversation and we went back to the moments where we were talking about like, we'll be open about like our fears in sex, our mm. likes and dislikes, um, things we want to try out and different things like that. And I'll get into that further, like how we got into being open, but that was really scary for me. And so I don't want women who are getting married to think like all these otherwise were able to just turn it on. No, 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 no. It did take time. And it's the amount of trust that you have to have with your spouse because sex is only shared with you and your spouse. Yeah. Eat with everyone, you communicate with everyone, you know, you share money with other people. But intimacy is only one thing you do with your spouse. And so I just want people to remember, like, 
You just have to communicate and you have to be intentional about sex. Have to be. Oh my gosh. I have so many questions based off of everything that you just said. Thank you so much for being so open and sharing that. Like I, I know that I'm taking away so much from that, especially like talking about sex in the engagement. You're absolutely right. We talk about the finances and what we want our spiritual life to look like and raising kids, but I don't, I've never, and you know, I listen, I was part of the Pinky Promise community. I went to all the conferences. Nowhere do they say like, you know, when that person comes, be prepared to talk about this, like sex and how often you want to do it or what, you know, what that would look like for you. And so I love that you guys were intentional about asking those questions around, like, Mm -hmm. would you be comfortable if I told you I didn't like this? And so I think my knee jerk question or reaction to that is, well, how do you put parameters in place? Because listen, if we talk about all this kind of sex and positions and what we want to do and all that stuff, like, I'm going to try the thing. And so how do you, how do you, or what advice do you have for having those conversations in a way that does not lead to temptation and lead to you being like, all right, so let's try right now. <laughs> like what, what does that look like? And how did you guys do that? So number one, have these conversations over the phone. <laughs> so you're not in person with the person. Noted. <laughs> and then have them during the day, right? Mm. Have them where, you know, um, you're not you're not heated and you know things are about to happen happen have it during the day and one of our key rules was if it ever got too heated we're gonna put some worship music on right <laughs> byron cage ty trivet mother shirley caesar oh not shirley yeah that would definitely funny, be but it, it makes would... you like snap out of it like oh my god i do not want to do any of this and we just had to have like that like extreme because if we didn't we would have tried and there were times where we we're like okay we got to pull it back because mm-hmm. now we're about to like get into some crazy stuff and um like I never talked about my experiences you know so if there's anybody listening that's like hey I want to talk about my experiences that was off the table because this is a new person this is my person forever and so our experiences are going to be forever so not talking about your past experiences with him, is that what you mean? Yeah, I didn't, because I never wanted him to feel like he mm. was being compared to. Yeah. Um, and I never wanted to to have that as like a thought process every time we were intimate. I didn't want to be like, oh, well, Jim Jones was like this. No. <laughs> not no. Jim Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. You, you know, and it was a new experience with a new person um, that is that is my forever. And so... You know, that that's real. But yes, having those like boundaries. And then if it gets too heated, like have those conversations around a married couple or around a best friend. You know, we mm. all have that annoying best friend that's all in our business. Yes. Call them up and have those conversations while they're in the house or they're in the car. You know, yeah. um, you just have to have accountability. I love that. Yeah. So I think that's accountability is a, a big thing and making sure that, like you said, having conversations in the daytime and having an exit plan. So I love that you guys had an exit strategy. Like, all right, if we get into deep, Mama Shirley's coming on and we're going yes. we to calm down. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so I love that. Okay. You also shared that. So you did have that moment similar to the girl in the article where it's like, okay, I know I'm allowed to do this thing now, but now I'm feeling all this guilt and this shame. And so can you just talk a little bit more about working through that with your husband? How did you go from, okay, I'm feeling all this guilt and shame around having sex to now I'm on a clubhouse talking about having great sex and pursuing good orgasms? Like, help me understand. <laughs> yeah, so growing up, like I was, 
I'm I'm very much an extrovert. I'm outspoken. And so I would always be like, well, when me and my husband get married, we're going to be off the chandeliers. And I would get like in trouble for having these conversations. And I'm so that friend. Man. <laughs> <I'm> that friend. <laughs> so when my husband and I got married, he's very much like he was raised in church as well. And after we had that conversation, we sat on the couch and he was like, what do you need from me to feel more comfortable? And so I just told him, I said, we have to have conversations like I need to be it's it's like we talk about um, about the foreplay. Right. I mm-hmm. needed that romantic foreplay to know that I'm not doing wrong mm-hmm. and that I'm not just like some hooker off the street. Right. <laughs> like I needed I needed for you to talk to me all day until I felt comfortable doing like the hot girl stuff and be like, come here, you know, let's, let's go. And, <laughs> like just like slowly getting into it it was also like buying lingerie right Mm. that I was comfortable with um because listen as a single woman when you have your bridal shower the mothers of the church are going to bring you the lingerie that comes down to your knees sis will they oh no (laughs) (laughs) so I had to start buying a little bit like risky risky lingerie wasn't as risque as I am now but okay I started step there right and then like just different things wearing red lipstick um when we go out on a date I had a you know a nice shaping dress things got like that, that booty out right <laughs> and you could be more sexy and it's like yes. it's okay to be sexy for him again it goes back to being intentional yeah this is the only thing that you and I have a connection to and the more we connect yeah. Like the more you just feel in tune with that person. Yeah. So it was just like this intentional conversation and then stepping out of like this comfortable Christian good girl box that I had going on. I really had to get out of that. And then also, I think there's a lot of scriptures, right, that encourage us to really be intimate with our husband. Um, mm-hmm. And so I had to continue to remind myself that this was worship. And the only way to be in worship is to let go of all preconceived thoughts and ideas and just fully, you know, engage. And so that's what I had to do in sex. I had to fully engage and like, yeah, I mean, but then I started listening to like other podcasters who were like, listen, you have to like get everything off your mind and Mm -hmm. like get in tune with your body. And for Christians, that is so demonic for us. We're like, what you mean get in tune with your body, but you do because then that orgasm is so much better and your connection is so much better. So there was a lot that I had to unlearn and relearn in marriage to make it comfortable. I love that. My dog is drinking water in the background. I don't know if you can hear him, but I always feel like he's so loud. Okay. (laughs) You're like a licking sound guys. That's Lincoln. (laughs) We're not being inappropriate. Um, but okay, so I, again, love all of that. And I just really appreciate your transparency. Um, oh, I have so many questions. Okay, so let's talk about what you feel like, how do you feel like the church, you wish the church talked about sex to women? Because this moment that you're saying of like, oh my gosh, shame, and I can't get past the fact that this is wrong. Like, how do how do you feel like we should teach sex to women, to our children, to men as well. Like this is not just a woman thing, but how should we teach it in a way that is honest about it being an act of worship, but not 
in not making it like I feel like if the pendulum is either one or the other it's either like yeah. don't ever do it you're gonna go to hell or people are just like eh, do whatever you want so where's that in between and what do you feel like you wish the church would have told you about sex before you got married yeah I think we should make it as exciting as we make weddings and we do not do that Right, so everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're going to be able to wear this white dress and you're going to be able to have a party and all that. And I wish that more married women and married men were to say like, look, sex is so exciting when you're able to connect with your husband or your wife and it's inviting and it's loving rather than like, yeah, y'all will have sex when y'all get married. Or I got a lot of like, you're going to have to have sex every day. Ma'am, that scares me. I have to work. I have to do things. I was scared. I was like, who is this like addicted person that I'm about to marry? <laughs> so I wish we would act like it's exciting. Brianna, don't laugh. <laughs> That's so mean. I, I, Ma'am, I have to work. That is so funny. But I just wish we would act like it's as exciting as just everything, right? So like, okay, a wedding is a one-time thing. But we talk about like dating in marriage, right? Make Mm -hmm. sure you're still courting your wife. Make sure you're still courting your husband. Make sure you know their love language. Okay, make sure you know what your wife needs as far as foreplay. Like Mm -hmm. make sure men that you talk to her every day. Make sure women that you send him a text or a picture or whatever it is that's comfortable, make sure you do that. Um, I mean, make sure you're having sex, sex as comfortable as you all need to. It's exci- Like I said, it's exciting in marriage. I wish that was a conversation, right? You can only do this with one person. Make it special yeah. so that people get excited when they get married and stop romanticizing because that's all everybody's like, you all are going to be able to go out on dates and dates and dates and vacations and vacations. Okay, but at the vacation, what do you think people are trying to do? Also, I mean, create a baby. Right? So it's like, I, I wish that was like, we, we had some excitement and some hype rather than making it taboo because, I mean, it's the shame that like, you know, at your wedding, I remember feeling it like I knew at my wedding, everybody was thinking like, oh, they're going to get it in tonight. That's shameful rather than, oh my gosh, yes, they're about to consummate this marriage mm. and everybody's going to be excited about that. It's just, it's just like, so ugh, it, people, the church makes it so nasty, like yeah. disgusting and you shouldn't do it. And that's it. Not you shouldn't do it or it, there shouldn't even be a shouldn't. It should be, it should be done in marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's that positive. It's a reframe. Right. And it's like, okay, this, it makes it exciting. Like I can't wait to get married so I can have sex with my husband and my husband only. Yeah. Instead of like, don't drive, it's drive when you have a license, you know, like drive when you you're able to drive when you should be driving. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is an amazing conversation. I'm so excited. We are talking about this (laughs) and you're so open. Okay. So I think that that's great. And I, you're absolutely right. The church does not talk about sex as, as exciting as they do the wedding. It's like, oh, they're getting together, but it's like getting together to do what? Like, right. and they don't talk about that. And you're absolutely right. That is amazing advice. Yep. Um, I want to talk about the sexiness piece 
because I feel like the world has cornered the market on sexiness. Like we don't think of, and we don't learn about sexiness in our Christian girl circles, purity circles. Like we don't learn about it at all. And I almost feel like sexiness is like a bad word. And so I'm in this stage of like relearning like what sexiness means and that it's okay to be sexy as a Christian woman. And even me saying that out loud, I feel like I'm like, wait, what am I saying? Mm -hmm. But it's like, you can. And I feel like you know, you talk about like buying lingerie and things like that. And I would love to know, like, what are some things that you feel like single woman can do? Because you said you spoke about like being sexy for that person. But like I'm in this space of like realizing that my sexiness doesn't have to be tied or turned on for a person. Like yes. granted, when he comes, yes, I hope I'm I'm ready and I know how to turn it on. But I'm trying to learn how to turn on that sexiness for myself and feeling sexy without another person there if that makes sense I don't know if that sounds weird but what is some what's some advice that you have for single Christian women that are like okay how do I do this is this okay to do like what are some steps that we can take yeah I think so one thing that I did that I didn't tell anybody this is the first time I would say it I was buying lingerie even when I was single and walked around the house in lingerie yes y'all can see me (laughs) I was like, listen, because whether it was a robe, I would cook in a nice robe or things like that. I think, like you said, that is such a good tip. Like, you don't have to just be sexy for that person. You want to be sexy for yourself, right? And so, like, putting on makeup, if that's what you want, just because Mm -hmm. we're in the middle of a quarantine, of a panorama, whatever. (laughs) On the replay. And so if you want to put on makeup at 3 a.m. just because you want to, put it on. If you want to walk around the house in heels and clean up in heels, well, you know, Brianna doesn't clean up because y'all, she... I don't. I got somebody to do that, okay? That stressed me out. That did not make me feel sexy. (laughs) No, ma'am. No, it's just that type of stuff. Put on some nice lotion. Go to the store. Get some real perfume. Let's get out of bed body work. (laughs) Let's get some perfume. Like I thought... I bought Givenchy Dahlia Divine, which is my perfume year. Well, when it first came out, like in 2017 ish, 2016, that was my perfume that after I took a bath, I put it on. I put on lotion after I got out the bath because I was like, that's what makes me feel nice and sexy. I, you know, and so as a single woman, it's, it's sexiness is like this, um, Again, it's, it, it's tied to prostitution and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's taboo, rather than like, it's a feminine trait yeah. for us to be sexy. I don't have to have all my behind out or all my boobs out to only be sexy. I can do that too and still be sexy. So whatever that looks like, if it's a um, nice bodycon dress or if it's your arms out, you can be sexy because let's face it, most of us in the church were taught like, you can't like your 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 skirt is not supposed to be above your calf, not mm-hmm. even your calf. Your arms are not supposed to be out. You can't wear red lipstick. You can't have anklets. Nothing tight. And so, a lot of us who do have a shape were kind of demonized in church because it's like, which is Reach. most black women. Even if you're small frame, you have hips. Mm-hmm. You have a small waist. Show it off, sis. And listen, we have to get to the point where if a man falls because of that. He's the person we need to, he's the person that needs to deal with it. 
I'm about to throw my shoe through this computer at you because you are preaching and you're hitting on all of these points right now that I am unlearning. And so Mm -hmm. you spoke about like buying lingerie and walking around the house in it as a single person. I literally, me and the friend that were having this conversation, this was in February and we were like, we should buy lingerie and she's my accountability partner and we're both single. And it's like, okay, like, did you buy your lingerie this month? Are you walking around the house in it? And it, it just does something for you where you're like, first of all, I put on my little lingerie dad. I hope you're not listening to this. I know you listen to my podcast, but this is your moment to just turn it off. <laughs> but I put my little lingerie on and I was like, Brianna, your body yes. is crazy. Like, yes. And and I just, it's, and, but it's okay to put on lace. It's okay to wear a thong. Lord. I can't do we thong. thongs. Are just, I, they just okay. real uncomfortable. I mean, not that I, not, I don't believe that I can't do it, but they just, they just real uncomfortable for me. But, but if you wear it because you're uncomfortable, that's fine. But don't wear, don't not wear it because it was taboo. Yes. If you wear boy shorts. If you want to wear lace briefs or underwear, it's okay. Like you, I promise you, God is not up there with the journal. Talk about some, oh, trying to wear a thong today. I guess I'm taking one gem out her stone. No, ma'am. No. Her mansion's getting moved down the street. <laughs> MLK Road. Right. Have- <laughs> MLK Road. I'm weak. You, I mean, you are hilarious. I just want to say that. Like, this is one of my favorite interviews. You are so funny. I'm just saying, like, come on. It's it's okay. We, you know, God has created us and and he knew what he was doing. A lot of us, I mean, we're beautiful. We are sexy, you know, and I personally love hyping up women. I'm like, yes, sis, you are killing You are an amazing hype woman. And so... Yeah, if your shirt is off your shoulders, it's okay. But if that makes you feel sexy, do it. Yeah. You know? And then if there's some other things that you like wearing that are a little bit more risque, like for my husband, he likes certain parts of my bodies, right? And so those parts of my body, I accentuate more in the house rather than going out on a date because that makes me feel sexy. Yeah. You know, and so it's just those different things that accentuate it in the house, in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. And I think even learning what those bot like those things are that make you feel sexy. Like I was always the person, like I've always had a like Coke bottle shape, but I ne- like, you would never know that. Like, cause I never show it. And so my friends are always like, are you covering yourself up? And I'm like, I don't want that attention. Like it's just too much. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm realizing what are the things. So for me, it might not be wearing the skin type bodycon dress, but like showing my clavicle bone up here, like showing my mm-hmm. shoulders or showing right. a little bit of back, showing some more leg like I'm growing in that and learning like what makes me feel sexy and feminine and you know I for me I'm and I'm not here to shame anybody but like I'm not the one that's going to have like everything out Mm -hmm. but what does make me feel sexy without making me feel like all right this is this is a little bit too much so like I do want to encourage other single women like let your voice for what is too much and what is sexy let it be your voice and not your church mama's voice or whoever else's voice think about like okay I like how this fits on me I like how this makes me look and and I I will say like there was a time where as women if you got a little bit of a shape you know if you wear this certain thing you're going to get this certain type of attention and so there were times when I had low self-esteem that I would be like okay let me put this thing on so that somebody would affirm that I'm pretty and so I had to learn like not to make it about how somebody's going to react to what I'm wearing, but wow. do I feel beautiful and gorgeous in that? And so I just want to encourage my single ladies and married women too, like whoever you are, my mm-hmm. woman in general, like 
don't let it be about somebody else's voice and how somebody else is going to feel about the thing. How do you feel in it? Do you put it on? You like, girl, you look amazing. I put some slacks on on Friday for the first time because I've been in scrubs this whole time. This <laughs> and I was like, girl, this booty is poking in these yes. slacks. And I felt sexy as heck in some yes. slacks. <laughs> yes. And I put on like workout clothes and I was like, what? Wait a minute. So it's like one of my sisters on that clubhouse was like, you know, your sexiness come from, comes from your confidence, not mm-hmm. the other way around. And so I was like, that has forever from now on. I'm like that speak. So like it does. Con- you have to do inner work, right? So mm-hmm. I'm a plug some Nelson. Both you and I are doing therapy. So yes, it ma'am. comes from, and I started therapy because you started therapy. Right now. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, it comes from that to doing that inner work to know like I'm confident because of who I am. Yeah. And then the outer will will accentuate itself, you know. So definitely. Yep. I love that so much. And I think so speaking of that confidence, um, I asked this on the the clubhouse and I'll share it here, but some you might not know like what makes you feel sexy. And I think it's okay to explore that. But one thing that I'm really excited that I'm getting ready to do is my boudoir photo shoot. <laughs> For the ladies that are listening that don't know, it is a photo shoot where actually I don't know the historical origin of it, but basically it's a sexy photo shoot, but it's very tasteful. Like you're not out there like spread eagle like you in a Nelly music video but you know you are tastefully very sexy and you wear lingerie and I had a friend so what planted this seed I had a friend who did this um, when she was getting married for her husband Mm -hmm. and she like was raving about the experience and I was like oh like I want to do that and but in my head I was like well, I'll, I can't wait to do that for my husband, like for, yeah. you know, for as a gift for him on a wedding day. And I was like, you know what, Brianna, we just going to do this for ourselves. And I know you shared, cause I asked this question in the clubhouse, like you shared, like for me, like I will be doing the shoot with like a female photographer because, mm-hmm. you know, th- that's just how I feel most comfortable, but I am so excited to yeah. take these pictures and to just be sexy. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage single women, there's married women that do it like in general, like leaning into that. Because like you said, like God created sex. I I feel like some people paint it as like, it's just a duty. Like, all right, have your sex every single day for your husband and check the box. But what I love that you guys were talking about in that room was like, no, it was created for your enjoyment and your pleasure. So for you telling your husband, like, yo, I need some foreplay. Like you got to like make me excited about this thing. I think a lot of I know a lot of Christian women would be afraid to say that because they think of it as a duty and not like, this is your person for the rest of your life. Y'all going to be doing this thing for the rest of your life. So y'all might as well enjoy it and learn how to love it. Yep. And that's, so that's the thing. It's like, I'm so excited you're doing the boudoir. I did it um, also, but I did it for, I did do it for my husband, but it was a lot for myself. I did things that were my favorites. Um, and it was exciting and I'm definitely probably going to do another one just because you say that, but I think just like getting into that sex ed, right? So like when we think about it, I know a lot of conservative Christians believe that sex is only created for, you know, to have children and keep it moving, but it's like, okay, so why did God create the clitoris that has like 5,000, 8,000 nerve endings? No, sis. Like I said, a boundary of mine, uh, like. Uh, have to have is I do have to have an orgasm every time because I read that only 17% of women who were in heterosexual relationships 
for having orgasms. And I think that's a problem. And so if you are married, you better have the big O. <laughs> and whether that's every time for you or not, it's your boundary, mm-hmm. but you should be having it. And so um, I think we have to like, again, like you say, like it's not a duty, right? So um, as a single woman goes into marriage, she's not thinking, oh, I got to do this for my husband or just us not with our husbands or, or single, right? Mm-hmm. Just being sexy, just because you want to feel good about yourself. It is okay. We don't have to be sexy for a man. Listen, everything we do it's is not, not for men. Okay, say it again. Makeup, hair, nails, they're not looking. Do it for yourself, sis. That, you are absolutely right. And that is what I am learning in this season. And so I kind of want to close. I asked a bunch of questions about like geared towards single women because that's the season that I am in in my life. But I'm sure there are women that are listening who are either getting ready to get married or that are already married. So what is advice that you have for them if they're listening and they're like, oh, shoot, like I am nervous. I am. I don't know if I can turn this on. I'm not sure how to lean into this. Like how what type of advice would you give for women that are already married? And they're like, I don't like the sex that I'm having. Or maybe they, they don't. It's not they're not as open about like all the things that they do want and they don't feel comfortable saying like, yo, I would really like to have an orgasm every time. Like, how can we make this happen? So what's some advice that you have for my married ladies listening? I love this question. Make it a date night. Okay. This is what we're going to do. We're in a pandemic, get a mask, get some sunglasses. Cause I know most of us are not comfortable and go to a sex store, make this a date night between you and your husband and you and your fiance. This will open the conversation to so much. You can go in and whether it's you're just looking at lingerie or if you want to do toys or if you want to do games, there are board games Mm -hmm. that are fun that will open you up to different things, right? And go in there and go in there and don't say, okay, we're going to go in and run out, Mm -hmm. right? No, go in there and be intentional about like, oh, what is this? What what do y'all do? Excuse me, clerk. What do you use this for? You know? (laughs) Where does this go? Right. And so then after that, after you, because you have, it just naturally opens up conversation, go to dinner afterwards and then express like, oh my gosh, did you see that in the store? Oh my gosh, did you hear what that was? Did you hear them looking at that? And that will open up conversation to say, oh, but you know what? I've always wanted to try like role play or this or that, you know, it'll be, it'll be so fun. And that brings the laughter back in it. And I think that's something a lot of people don't do. They don't laugh um, in intimacy, in sex, in at dates. Like everything is so tied up. Like I want to be pretty and I want to go to the best restaurant, but like laugh some. I think that's Girl. so important when we're with someone is to laugh and make them your best friend. So like transparency moment, if you pass gas <laughs> in sex, you know, you can laugh about what it. One of my fears. but it's like just laugh about it and just like have conversations you know with your best friend I would say you know of course don't go into detail about stuff if that if you're not comfortable but excuse me but have conversation like um you know with your spouse with whoever you feel comfortable with and just be as open as and transparent as you would with anything else and that really tests your level of trust with that person um so you know I mean just just do it and I'm just excited about this conversation because one of these days I will go and become a certified intimacy coach and help uh married women but now like you're getting me to think like 
single women too who just want to be sexy, you know? So it, it, the conversations need to continue throughout the generation so women can feel sexy beyond the bedroom. Girl, whole time I was listening to you, I was like, Sabine needs to be teaching this. Like, she needs to be coaching women through this because, like, even that suggestion to go to a sex store to talk about sex and that being okay, like, I don't think, first of all, I would never thought of that. So, yes, go pursue and that. I do, and I do it now. Like, I have, I, like, I guess the formal word is consult my friends on, like, um, lingerie. So, I'll pick out lingerie for them and some of them are like, oh, child, this is too much. <laughs> But then some of them will actually try it on. And testimony, I had a friend who was like, ooh, okay, I'm going to try this on. And guess what? Sis got pregnant. Okay. Okay. You, they got to name that baby after you. You need a middle name yeah. or something. Because <laughs> she did not want to try. And I was like, try it. I promise you. I promise you. It's good. And wow. Yeah. So it's, you know, you just got to get comfortable with yourself first. Everything is an inner work first before you can do it or or be open to anybody else. It's inner work first. You're going to have a lot of ladies in your DMs asking you for lingerie <laughs> advice. So I just hope that you are ready. Yes. Um, yes. Please let my listeners know where they can find you on social media. Of course, I'm going to include it in the show notes. <clears throat> but let those that are listening know where they can find you. Yes, I'm everywhere. Um, Clubhouse, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. And it's at the Sabine Kelly. I am on TikTok, but your girl does not make TikToks. I just watch them. <laughs> Um, but it's at the Sabine Kelly and please feel free. I am always laughing and joking with my friends and followers. So yes, come in my DMs. I got y'all ladies and I'm excited for a new level of confidence and Brianna being a confidence coach and (laughs) the new level of confidence that everybody will, you know, see themselves in. So super excited. Well, thank you so much. And again, thank you for just being so open and so transparent. I feel like I'm taking away so much from this conversation. I wish we could have talked so much longer, but I want to be respectful of your time. I hope my listeners are taking away things as well. Um, As far as that um, clubhouse and the marriage group or Facebook group, Mm -hmm. like how do people join that? Like if there are married ladies that are like, because I was telling my best friend who's about to get married about it. I'm like, you got to listen to this. They talk about sex and you got to be prepared, friend. And so I'm like, how do people join this group? Is it a closed group? Is it open? So it's open. Um, Of course, you have to request to be in. It's called Conditioning the Crown. It's on Facebook. And I believe Diana's also on Instagram, Conditioning the Crown. Um, It is for wives only. The clubhouse is 100% open for any and everybody. Mm -hmm. So if you follow me um, at the Sabine Kelly, and whenever we have them, I'll just ping you on them. Um, And so... Yeah, but like I said, the Facebook is the only thing that's closed. Instagram is open for anybody to follow. Clubhouse conversations are open for anybody to jump in, ask questions, excuse me. And it's really not just like, not just sex. Like we have real conversations about trust Mm -hmm. with situations that are happening in media, you know, and cheating (laughs) and infidelity and like love Mm -hmm. and dating. So it's, it's really, really good for anybody to join that really wants to just learn about marriage or just relationships in general well i'm super excited to continue to turn tune in to the clubhouses and then one day when i'm a wife i can join the group and hear all the other conversations the homeboy gotta come through all of us ma'am he he does so honestly you know he yeah he got a lot to do so we'll we'll just keep waiting and praying until he pops up (laughs) 
Sabine, again, thank you so very much for your transparency. I, like I said, I, I really enjoyed this conversation and I will keep you posted on my boudoir photo shoot, girl. Sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. You Hold too. on. Let me just stop. I hope this week's episode was helpful for somebody. I know I really enjoyed um, recording it, talking to Sabine, and I feel like I learned so much. So I hope that you did as well. If you enjoyed this week's episode, definitely go check Sabine out. You can follow her on Instagram at the Sabine Kelly, like she said. And also, please make sure that you're following the Shine Bright podcast on Instagram. You can also follow me as well at Brianna Christel. And please, please, please make sure that you rate this podcast. It really helps, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the podcast, especially if you leave a comment. So please do me that favor and rate the podcast as well. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Until next time, make sure you shine bright on purpose.